Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW, void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we played birmingham in the fa cup when we were renting their stadium so we were actually the home fans we because we drew them in the fa cup and but we we were at home blues mm-hmm. were away so they had to be the away fans in their own stadium <laughs> and uh and they came up with one of the best chants I've ever heard at a football match because we were all obviously sat in their home seats and the away fans were singing, who's the wanker in my seat? Who's the wanker in my seat? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Comedians Talking About Football pod where each episode a guest from the world of comedy and I discuss the lows, the highs, the overpriced pies and everything else that comes with dedicating your life to a football team. I'm your host, Sam Michael, comedian and long-suffering Reading fan, and I'm very excited for today's episode because not only do we have the brilliant Harvey Hawkins as a guest, and not only do we have a team never featured before on the podcast, but we have a sponsor. Yes, today's sponsor is WeAreCult.rocks, your companion for all things cult. We Are Cult magazine is an online website with reviews, news and features from the world of film, television, music, comics, books and everything in between. They've had some amazing guest writers over the years, including some from the world of comedy, including myself. Also, fun fact, the website's editor, Jay Gent, even provides the artwork for the podcast, the popular classic football sticker design, which are loved by listeners and guests alike. So check out wearecult.rocks now. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We've got loads of great previous episodes for you to listen to and loads of guests coming up later this series. If you enjoy what you're about to listen to, why not leave us a review on Apple or a star rating on Spotify? Uh, Or at the very least, why not just tell a mate who you think might enjoy the podcast? Right now, though, we're going to crack on, as I'm sure there are some eager Sky Blues fans waiting for me to shut up and introduce our guest So kick back and relax, because this is Harvey Hawkins talking about Coventry City FC on episode 23 of Comedians Talking About Football. Football. 
At the end of the day, football, it's a funny old game. Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. Comedians talking about football. Harvey Hawkins, how are you, my man? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. And yourself? Yeah, well, good, thank you, mate. Very well, very well. Now, obviously, people who are listening to this, um, they won't be able to see, but you're in a you're you're in a room there that I seem to recognise from various kind of social media posts, particularly I think <laughs> during the Euros. Is that kind of like a little outdoor office football room you've got there? Yeah, it is. It's been taken over. I would spin the camera around, but it is an absolute state. Um, but it's taken over now by my girlfriend. She's kind of used it as her office, but it's also my like little writing space, really. Um, oh, I love it. But it doesn't get used enough. Now, as everybody knows, like every um, guest we've had from Series 2 onwards, we ask everybody to put together their fantasy five-a-side team. Now, um, you were telling me, Harvey, that behind you is a big whiteboard. Every comedian needs one. I've got one behind me as well. All the scribbles on there. They're basically just loads of nice. gigs I've had to cross out as I uh, approach fatherhood. <laughs> but um, but behind you, there is obviously, you know, where you, you do your new material. But I can see a few Coventry City legend names on there. I think somebody's been doing their research. Uh, yeah, I put a little bit of prep in there. I did feel, I think I texted you saying I felt like Mike Bassett. Yeah. And um, I just needed those, you know, like the little magnetic circles that you can like move around. And yeah. that's, I really wanted that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had to whittle it down. It was difficult, to be fair, because I'm sure you'll go on to it in more detail. But the way you described it to me, it was sort of favourite players rather than best players, um, which made it difficult. Absolutely. That's what we want here. It reminds me a little bit, your whiteboard, is I did a um, stadium tour of um, the... Yeah, uh, yeah of, uh, of um, Aldershot. Uh, no, um, I did a, sta- <laughs> a stadium tour of the Bayern Bay Munich ground. The alias, yeah. the alias, and um, went in there, and they had this really high tech whiteboard thing that looked like it was mm. out of a sci fi film. And uh, they, the tour guide was like, "Yeah, this this was bought in by Pep a few seasons ago." Wow, um, you know, this is his beauty. This is what he uses. But by this point, Pep had been gone about three seasons, and you could tell that this thing had not been used by any manager since. <laughs> Which is covered in dust and way too confusing to use. I, th- I get the impression with Pep, and it's obviously like, if not one of the best, he is the best. Um, but you kind of get the impression that he does a lot of this stuff almost to kind of back up his like tactical genius. Yeah. Sort of, do you know what I mean? I'm sure. I'm sure he must get some use out of it, but I'm sure a lot of it is just. I'm sure he doesn't even understand it. <laughs> Arby, we're going to talk about Coventry City today, your team. Mm. Um, and as ever, we're going to start with the quick fire questions. Uh, these are just to get to okay. know you very quickly. Now, some of these questions I ask all the guests and uh, some of the questions are tailored depending on the team you support. See if you can spot which ones are which. So first of all, the team you support is Coventry City. And my first question is, as always, are they your local team? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. As we all know, uh, that always means bonus points. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like I mean, last time, I, the last time I, I asked, ironically, I asked that question on the last episode to a Man United fan. Um, and they sort of got a bit funny about that question. But I thought that was quite strange because 
I've I've had three guests on who are Man United fans. Uh, one was from Kent. Uh, <laughs> one was from Exeter. And <laughs> this guy was literally about half an hour away in Preston. And he got a bit funnier with it. It was, it was good old Freddie Quinn. And he was a bit like, oh, all right, they're okay. not my local team. I was thinking, mate, they're your local team. Yeah, if you're above London enough. and you support Man United, that is a lot closer than, than half the world who support United, you know? Yeah. I was like, you could say yeah. that's your local team. He got, the, he got the bonus points for that. He got the bonus points. It was fine. Um, uh, okay. I was, I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, they are my local-ish team, but I'm kind of in the middle between Birmingham and Coventry, really. Right, where okay. I was brought up. Um, and I went, well, I don't even know. I don't know if this is going to be one of your questions, but I don't even know how I became a fan of Coventry before I remember. Um, and I've asked my mum beforehand sort of how that came about, whether mm. she remembers how they I adopted them as my team. And she doesn't really know. Like, but my dad doesn't like football. No one in my family really likes football. I don't have any sort of schoolhood mates that supported Coventry. I don't really know how it happened apart from the fact that I'd probably ask for Man United tickets. And my mum had gone, <laughs> check the prices, check the trains, thought Coventry are all right. Go, go for them. Um, that's interesting. I was going to ask about how you became a Coventry City fan. I do, knowing you live in the in the Midlands, I assumed it would be due to them being a local team who, when you were younger, no doubt, were probably enjoying their Premier League days, maybe? Yeah. So my, I just caught the last sort of two or three years of our, Premier League stay um but it was before I ever really was able to go and enjoy it and understand it properly <laughs> um and then we got relegated in 01 and that was yeah the last time we've been there <laughs> so my next question is who do you consider a bigger rival Aston Villa or Birmingham so I think the, the more sort of old school supporters would say Villa because back in those days it was mainly Coven Villa were the main sort of Midlands teams that were in the Premier League um, for, for that for the majority of that time. For the time that I've been going, it was actually, if anyone, Leicester more than more than Blues or Villa. Right. Um, they seemed to sort of try and forge this almost fake rivalry, um, and I don't think anyone really cares about Cov. Like we always sing about the Villa, we always sing about Leicester. And I don't think either of them actually really care about us. But Blues, we've actually got a fairly decent relationship with Blues because they obviously lent us their stadium. Mm -hmm. um, and we played Birmingham in the FA Cup when we were renting their stadium. So we were actually the home fans we, because we drew them in the FA Cup. And, but we, we were at home, Blues mm -hmm. were away. So they had to be the away fans in their own stadium. <laughs> and, uh, and they came up with one of the best chants I've ever heard at a football match because we were all obviously sat in their home seats and the away fans were saying, who's the wanker in my seat? Who's the wanker <laughs> in my seat? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Did they have to, so they would have had to have gone, the team, in the away dressing room? Yeah. And also, were they wearing the away kit? Good question, actually. I can't remember completely, but I, I think they would have been. Yeah, because you wouldn't have had two shades of blue on the pitch, would you? No, no. I, I seem to remember us wearing our home kit. Maybe we wore our third kit, but yeah, I'm, yeah, they were they were treated just as a, a, a normal away team. <laughs> I love it, absolutely love it. Um, so then, my final question for this round is: uh, complete this sentence. Dion Dublin is a club legend for Homes Under the Hammer. 
<laughs> for those of you who listen to the podcast from the start, you know I've been desperate to talk about Dion Dublin for three series now. And finally, today, it's Dion Dublin. <laughs> yeah. Again, so he left us around the time when I was like seven or eight. Mm. Um, so I, I never really got to experience seeing him properly live. Um, but I think most fans would call him a club legend. A lot of fans are still bitter of the fact that he went from a straight to Villa. Um, but I, he was a big part of, of our club um, and one of our best goal scorers we've had for years before that and years since. So, yeah, I, I think most people would, would call him a, a club legend. So I love Dion Dublin because, you know, I've, I've always got a lot of time when footballers go off and do different things, you know. So Jeff Hurst, of mm. course, um, responsible for the most iconic moment in English football, obviously went on to become like a travel agent or an estate agent, something <laughs> like that. Uh, Robbie Fowler's doing property development. And of course, oh, really? Dion Dublin, you know, joining the ranks, the the dream team on uh, Homes Under the Hammer, always <laughs> pointing to the uh, stairs leading up to the bedrooms. <laughs> that's amazing but what i love is is he does that by day and then gets back on match the day at night yeah multi-talented <laughs> he's actually he's quite a good banter as well i've seen him on a few panel shows and things and he's like he's, he's all right to be fair he seems quite a good banter on, on that footballers that got other jobs um one of our fa cup winning players so from our 8017 that won the fa cup uh, a player called mickey Jin, he became uh, a postman and uh, I didn't realise, but I was at my sister's house who lives in the village we grew up and uh, the doorbell went and the, the um, or somebody was at the door. I think her ring doorbell went off. So mm. I went to get the post and uh, it was Mickey Jin. And so I was like, oh, my God, Cobb Legend is at your door. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's our postie. Like, we, we love him. He's really good. But she had no idea who he was. Brilliant. Um, just, just amazing. But he obviously just missed out on that gold rush. And obviously now he, he needs to, well, I, I suspect he needs to do that as a job. <laughs> it's great. He seems to, I don't know whether, whether he necessarily needs to do both, but I love the fact that he does. I love that he'll just yeah. go, I want to go, right, what hat am I putting on today? And he's always dressed the same, which I love. He's yeah. always dressed if he ever needs to quickly jump out of his seat and match the day and go and show somebody around a three-bedroom abandoned house in Stoke. <laughs> he's ready to go. So we were saying before, you're one of the, like, the first people I wanted to get on the podcast, actually, because I know we'd had a chat about football, knew you were a Coventry City fan, and uh, it's taken three series to get you on. Um, it's just yeah. if you're one of those things where every time we've planned it, it's never happened. No, I'm not taking it personally, Sam, <laughs> <laughs> um, Although you have appeared already, I think you are technically the first guest to appear twice, because you were in the lockdown special uh which was which was like our third episode because i think what i did that originally i was planning to to be honest i'm not sure the podcast would have worked without this because i did I had no idea really about zoom and doing interviews on there and things like that so my plan was always to do the podcast face to face so i think the first two episodes are face to face since then it's just been zoom mainly to do with lockdown but we did a lockdown special and on there you were talking about of course uh the sky blues and how they were on the verge, of course, of being promoted. They were, in the end, promoted, of course, from, from League One into the Championship. But at the time, there was talk about the whole season being null and voided. What's your memories of that season? Where, of course, 
you went completely undefeated. Yeah, incredible. And I don't even, I mean, obviously it was curtailed, but the way we were going, and it's very rare I can be arrogant as a Coventry fan, but I didn't even feel as though we were going to be beaten. It was just that mm. kind of scene. We were just so good. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's a bit of a bittersweet one, really, because obviously it was brilliant to go up and we're in the championship now, back to where we should be and all that sort of stuff. But because of the timing of when it happened, we never really got to have that celebration. And um, it, it, yeah, it just feels a little bit uh, bit bittersweet, really, as I say. It's, yeah. It's a tough one. It was a strange time, wasn't it? Because that particular season, um, there was some quite big victories, you know, obviously like yourselves returning back to the championship after all this time, Leeds being promoted back to the premiership after 16 yeah. years, whatever it was, Liverpool winning the Premier League. And yeah, they all took place with no fans. It was mad. what should have been like the maddest season for having fans in the stadium it was just strange. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think one I remember was uh, the Champions of League Two was Swindon and them sort of celebrating, staggered out on the pitch, just them, you know, all in their full kit, but having to keep sort of <laughs> two meters, you know, six meters away from yeah. each other, whatever it was, and then two meters away. And then just sort of stood there like, yay, hooray for us. Uh, don't hug. We can maybe do an on-post pump later on. How did Coventry celebrate? Well, we, we didn't at the time. So the day it actually happened, there was an EFL meeting and that was how they, they were going to come to a conclusion as to how they would end the season. So throughout that day, I've just been sort of like refreshing the news, waiting to hear how it was mm. going to go. And it'd been mooted that it was likely that we were going to just get awarded champions on a points per game basis. That was it, yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't 100% sure at that time. So, like, the news came through and it was like, wow, we've been promoted. But as you say, it should have been like a, <laughs> I don't know, a last-minute goal or yeah. like a, do you know what I mean? It shouldn't have been like a bit of a, a notification from a BBC news app. It was, um, yeah, it was weird. So, and, and it was obviously full lockdown at that time. So couldn't even go and like, have a drink with friends or anything. So... I got um, my girlfriend in the garden. It was just one of those like sunny days in lockdown. And we literally had like, um, we popped a bottle of Prosecco in the garden. <laughs> that was our celebrations. Rubbish. It is mad that, isn't it? That you kind of envision the moment your team, whether they win a cup or gain promotion, you're sort of thinking, what's it going to be? You're going to be there surrounded by everybody. You know, ball's going to hit the back of the net. Full-time whistle. Yeah. Everyone's going to go mad. Not just sat there going, oh my God, statement. It's yeah, a statement. Yeah, yeah. How do you reckon Coventry could have this year? Probably a statement, something like that. Yeah, third paragraph as well, not even yeah. like on the top. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that idea. Though. There was something quite sweet about that in lockdown when you saw sort of, not, not just Coventry, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Leeds fans and um, and uh, Liverpool fans just sort of at home, just with a, with a champagne, with a Prosecco. Just, yay, we've, we've done it. <laughs> a few people did sort of break lockdown rules going to the town centre hmm. and um, like there was a bit of a celebration and then I think people were just getting like arrested all over the place and <laughs> just think it wasn't really worth that <laughs> oh but, man yeah uh, it's good. and then obviously weird, we weird times. yeah yeah they definitely were man especially when you think about football um and how it was played for so long as well for so long we got so used to it being behaved yeah. behind closed door now we're back to normal I can kind of I can't believe that ever happened 
But I think yeah, it was, know. you know, recently they were showing a sort of montage of goals for for a um, for a build up to a match. It was it was Man City versus Liverpool, and in one of the montages, they showed a, um, Allison's goal, last minute goal, that header. I remember thinking, oh, well, God, why yeah. are they showing footage of a training get match? Yeah, I was like, no, God, that happened. And in my memory, Allison's goal was met by a huge, like, cheer, at, you know, the cop end or whatever. But it was just yeah. an empty, an empty stadium. Because that's the thing. It took them a couple of weeks, didn't it, before they got the fake noise in. So for those first few games, it was literally just silence, wasn't it? It was like a, a training game. And then I remember when the, those first, like the fake crowd noises came in, people were like really umming and ahhing over it. Um, yeah, weird. That was mad, wasn't it? It was that whole, are you watching it with the sound on or off? And it was like yeah. FIFA sound effects, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they'd be like a bit delayed or they'll press the wrong button. <laughs> and it'll be like someone would score and they'd go, ooh. That's so it. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, the, uh, the biggest disappointment is in FIFA, they don't have the your shit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Needed that. It just lasts for ages. Needed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we, I know, I apologise, everybody. We, we're over the lockdown thing now. Um, I did feel yeah. actually with series one, uh, the, the the podcast should have just been called Comedians Talking About Football in Lockdown because what, the, I mean, obviously this is a very nostalgic podcast. We talk about, um, you know, the, the glory days and all that sort of stuff. But during lockdown, when we were recording that, there was a real nostalgia about it. Someone would, like, Man United fan would go, yeah, you know, and we won the treble that year back when we could see people. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> that sort of stuff. So, uh, but it is about. So, let's go back a bit then. So, like you said, you're about seven or eight when you became a fan. What are your earliest memories of uh, of Coventry City? Who were the the kind of the the first players you remember? Yeah, it would have been that ninety seven, ninety eight team. Really, um, I remember getting a, a VHS season review for my birthday, and I I watched that season. I can honestly tell you every result of us 97 98 <laughs> season because it was literally all i watched for about three years um so in that team you'd have had people like dion dublin Noel whelan and i mean marcus hall if you remember him and and richard shaw just some really like decent players no we to say no and darren huckabee um yeah just Good team, McAllister, Gary McAllister. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, my God. My my memory of them in the nineties was their their kits were just so sweet. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah, we had good sponsors as well. We had some yeah. really cool sponsors like Subaru, and we had yeah, we had some <laughs> decent. Did you get to go to games much when you were younger? So it's really sad, actually. Somebody asked me about this the other day. For my birthday every year, I've got to go to a game. And so I used to go to like one game a year. And, That's all right. Um, That's all right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I can't complain. Like, mm. I'm still pretty privileged. But I just remember the build-up. That was the main thing about my birthday was knowing that I was about to go to a golf game. Um, <laughs> and then it wasn't until I went to secondary school um, that I sort of found another golf fan and his family had season tickets. So they kind of adopted me and started taking me with them uh, in secondary school. And then... Uh, as soon as I could drive, that was it then. But oh, yeah, um, back in back in the the day, yeah, that was yeah. I didn't really get to go very often, but I found a scrapbook. I used to keep the the tickets, and I used to like do like a little mat, handwritten match report. <laughs> to oh keep really? That into it, yeah. Oh, it's I hilarious. Love it. So bad. <laughs> oh wait, there's I'll, an Edinburgh I'll, I'll show send... in that. 
there's an Edinburgh yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a screenshot. I'll put a picture up on Facebook uh, a couple of years ago of it just because the, the writing is so bad, but it is quite <laughs> funny. Oh, man, absolutely love it. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to hit you uh, with the first emergency fact of the night. I know we haven't had an emergency fact on the podcast for a little while. I do apologise to everybody. You know how inconsistent I am with my with my regular features. Um, let's stick, stick with one you probably know. Uh, that was that the uh, the club originally known as Singers FC, mm. due to them uh, founded under the name Singers FC back in 1883. After a meeting took place at the Singer Factory Gentlemen's Club. That sounds like yeah, a great so we, place to be in 1883. <laughs> so they were like the sewing machines, which um, I'm sure most people know. Um, and yeah, that's how it started. We were just the the factory workers from the from the the sewing uh, machine company and then it yeah developed into to golf city and uh, another emergency fact for you which is uh, spending 34 years in the top flight the sky blues can boast one of the longest runs in english football top tier with only the likes of arsenal and everton having spent longer up in the top mm. tier. What do you make of that? It's incredible. Considering they've been out since 2001, that's still an amazing uh, stat to have. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing. We For so long, we were just sort of like, you wouldn't hear of anything about Kov on any kind of media. And it was mm. like, we were such a, a small fry in the, the football landscape. And <laughs> Kov fans got a bit of a chip on our shoulder about it because we're like hang on we're like quite a big dip we were like one of the longest serving premier league teams yeah, all yeah. this sort of stuff and it's it's only been fairly recently as we've had our like sort of rise back up the the leagues that we've been getting a bit more coverage but um yeah i think we're quite bitter about it because we feel like we're bigger than we're than we portrayed and how do you feel about sort of um as as we record this we're going to be going in to the 2022-2023 season you've um you, you you went up and obviously there, were, there must have been a bit of a thing where we mentioned earlier how long football was played behind closed doors you finally got up to the championship after so long and then you didn't you didn't get to go to any games in the championship was there a worry of you know whenever you go up into a new league there was always the danger of dropping back down were you worried you weren't going to get to see a game in the championship yeah, it was a it was a real threat for a while, um, and obviously we were playing our games at that time still at St Andrews. Yeah, so um, it was a case of even if suddenly the COVID situation got better, it, it still it would have been quite odd. And we had one season where we could go, or half a season where we could go to St Andrews, and then there was like six thousand of us there. Um, so it, it's just it wasn't the same. So mm. the fact that it all coincided with staying up and then obviously the next season going back to Coventry and then having the fans back in. It's been amazing this season. But so yeah, it was a real worry. We were going back down. Did you get in then where they had limited fans in? Were you one of the lucky ones? No. So I, I don't remember there being a time, maybe I've, I've mis- misremembered this. I don't remember there being a time where, well, maybe, maybe we could. Oh yeah, you're right. There was, there was, there was a spell, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I didn't in like go. I didn't go. Or something. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I didn't go uh, at all that season. That was the first season where I've obviously never been to a game. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so expectations then for the season coming. Are you confident, Harvey Hawkins? 
I, I think it's ingrained in me to be a little bit pessimistic. <laughs> I think if I think we'll probably replicate the season we've had. I think we'll, which of, hasn't been too bad. So, you know, being out of the championship so long, just want to stay in there for a bit, build. It's been amazing. We've been pushing the playoffs pretty yeah. much the whole season. It's only been the last couple of weeks where it's got away from us. But um, but yeah, I think it'll be a similar kind of mid-table finish, um, which it sounds a bit boring, but from where we've been, it's it's brilliant just to have proper atmospheres and, and just playing against players that you've heard of. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh comedy then uh harvey so um oh, we haven't gigged together for a very very long time in ages i think it might have been cheltenham back in maybe 2017 2018 something like that wow i mean wow. it's a long yeah. long time um but so what have you been been doing recently because i know i, I know you've obviously operate mainly down uh around midlands but you did have the harvey hawkins uh comedy club for a little while yeah i and how did you come up with a name for that was just... <laughs> yeah i stole off from some other guy <laughs> um uh yeah no that that is still running it's only quarterly so it's um yeah it's not um it's not sort of a, a huge gig um but but yeah the performing wise it's been good talking to um uh, rich hall the other day someone i'd love to get on the, on the podcast and um i don't know it isn't even rich hall i'll have to cut that wasn't rich. This was is it gonna rich be, it's gonna be awkward no it's it gonna be awkward for the person it is now when oh, they're not God. as big as rich hall hang on <laughs> let me check that's gonna be awkward oh no wait 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 wait, wait. Who is it? Ritual's massive. You just casually dropped it in. I was just chatting to Ritual. It's definitely it's like not. Me. I, was, I was just chatting to Chris Rock the other day. And um Do you know what? It 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 definitely, definitely wasn't that person. And I'm not gonna say it was. <laughs> I'm gonna start again. I was talking to a comedian <laughs> who definitely wasn't Rich Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounded a lot more brummy than I remembered Rich Hall sounding. <laughs> oh no. Right, Harvey, I've been very much looking forward to this considering all the prep you've done. Uh, it's now time for you to give us your very own, this is Harvey Hawkins' fantasy five-a-side Coventry team. And as ever, we don't want the best players of all time, not necessarily. We want players that mean something to you that will result in a cult-like fantasy five-a-side Sky Blues team. Who have you got for us? Okay, right. Starting, obviously, goalkeeper. Right. Um, I've gone for Steve Grusevich. Brilliant. Love it already. Player, <laughs> player who I've never seen play, but um, club legend, obviously been with us for years and years, then moved into the coaching staff, and then now he's actually our sort of radio um, commentator uh, for yes. the games that you can't get to. Um, and obviously been name-checked in Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey, so. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for all those reasons, he's in. Love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we got that. That's uh, that's Ness's uh, goalkeeper coach, I believe. Um, yeah. <laughs> love it. Uh, uh, okay, cool. So that's, that's a, a brilliant choice already for goalkeeper. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I thought about defenders, and I don't right. know if you can see this board, but I, I started listing all the defenders that kind of sprung to my mind and I've got two and 
neither of them were strong enough cases. So I've gone for quite. Can I just say quickly, yeah. thank you for taking the defence seriously. Not once, I think, in the last few episodes, has anyone had more than one defender. Um, <laughs> everyone just seems to just rely on the one defender. So he's gone in for a defensive team. And you know me as, a, as an ex-centre-back, uh, I love I love a good defensive team. Who have you got for us? This has gone horribly. I've set this up completely wrong, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> what I meant was I've, I've, I've got a, a, my shortlist down to two, but neither of them were strong enough to make it into my team. So, <laughs> flying in the face of exactly everything you just said there. Oh, no. I've ignored oh, both it again. We've gone from three episodes of one defender down to none. Brilliant. No, I don't no, believe it. It was wrong. Worse than you, than you oh, thought. I was getting so Sorry, excited. Mate. I thought, at, at last, the old classic Rio Ferdinand phrase, a team of defenders <laughs> will always beat a team of strikers. No one ever listens to Rio. <laughs> they never do. Maybe for good reason. Right. Go on then. Who you got? Were, were, you, were you a ever? defender then, Sam? Is that, oh, is that where you played, was it? Well, I played in defend as a defender. I didn't necessarily defend. <laughs> um you know uh I, I wasn't you know i never get i you know i was very much kind of you know third team for afc newbury 99 to 2000 but other than that it didn't really progress oh then again there was uh uh did play center back got into the first team for next retail park uh starting 11 and that is exactly how it sounds it's the next up at the retail park in west Berkshire. so yeah yeah i've got my experience mate you know i know a thing or two about defending who, who were you playing was it like you were playing against like river island like in a grudge match or was it against? <laughs> <laughs> right you say that as a joke i think we genuinely took on the biggest rival ever was the uh central reading next all my days what a match that was Oh, so it was like next outlets against each other. Uh, well, it was sometimes. We also took on Halfords. Um, Halfords near the big Sainsbury's in Newbury. If, oh, you're, from, if you're from West Berkshire, you'll love this. I think we also took on... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Reading. so we took on Reading Caversham next. Reading West next. Um, that's not me skipping to the next one. They were next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it sounded like you were doing every time you beat them. Like, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we won any good. We did... We did beat Halfords. Uh, we struggled against. Um, oh no, was it? I'm trying to think if it was JJB at the time, or if it was All Sports. Do you remember? Was it All Sports? All Sports were a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah All Sports I against can All Sports. That they probably had some quite sort of young athletic yeah. sort of. <laughs> that was uh, thanks. So in the end, I think our biggest victory came against Argos, but I don't think they put together a strong eleven. To be honest. I love anyway, that. Sorry, mate. So we've gone from, from we've gone from my complete football. Do you, do, while we're while we're going off subject, do you, did you do you play much yourself? I never asked the comedians this. Yeah, a lot of um, stick for that. But do you, do you play yourself? Not eleven aside now. Play five aside still a little mm. bit. I just I didn't have the time to commit to the eleven aside. And then when um, a couple of years ago, I said to sort of the, the first team where I was playing that I just couldn't do it because I was away with comedy and my girlfriend was living in London at the time. Um, and they said, well, the over 35 team, you're allowed like a couple of ringers. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot more sort of casual. You don't really need to go to training, just kind of go to games if they need you. Um, so, so for the last couple of years, I was playing for um, the over 35 veterans team. 
And I was like, I am brilliant at football because I'm like (laughs) running past these 50 year olds. (laughs) And then I'd play on five a side again against people my own age. I'd be like, oh no, I'm I'm quite shit. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, I I think I tried to give five a side football a go. I was I was shocking. I'd say how bad I was. A couple of weeks later, a mate of mine said, (laughs) and by the run, I was 27 at the time. He said, Hey, have you heard there's a walking football? league just started <laughs> and he meant it seriously he was like you might you're still into your football it's very tactical why don't you give the old walking football aside now bear in mind the youngest player in a walking football team no disrespect but the youngest player is normally about 98 do you know what i mean like it's yeah there's a reason i don't talk to the comedians about if they still play football because it brings back horrific memories of being beaten by all sports and being offered to join a walking football club at the in my mid twenties, my my girlfriend when I said I'm playing um, football, and so she's like, "Oh, is that for the first, or is that the walking football?" I was like, "It's not walking football." <laughs> she genuinely thought the veterans over thirty five was walking football. Um, right, midfield. Sorry, we've only um, got one player at the moment, haven't we? So we yeah. skip the defence. <laughs> Oki Oki can do it on his own. He's yeah. <laughs> he's, he's actually scored for us before. He scored straight from a, well, not a goal kick, like, but a kick from his hands he scored from. Oh, um, anyway, midfield, Michael Doyle, um, who probably isn't particularly well known for a lot of people, but he's, he was with us when I was, when I first, my first year I had a season ticket. Right. Um, he was our main sort of centre mid alongside Dennis Wise, actually. Wow. Um, and then uh, went off to Sheffield United and Portsmouth. And then came back just as we got relegated into League Two and was like a real pivotal figure now as like an elder statesman that kind of took us back up the, the leagues um, as like club captain. And yeah, just a, a real, probably actually in my lifetime, one of the only players that you'd call like a real club legend. Um, so yeah, he's in there. Um, and then alongside him is again a player that not many people will really know. So we like it's quite boring. But, no, no, we love um, it. We love it. The more niche, the better. He's only been with us for two years. So he is still technically a cough player at the moment, but it's a guy called Gus Hamer. And um, he's just unbelievable. He's like a real sort of diminutive, sort of quite small figure, but he's just got quality and he just pings it all over the place. And I think. I went to the last game of the season and he kind of was like waving goodbye and stuff like that. So I think he's off. Um, but yeah, I've never seen a player as good as him play for us. That's such a strange thing, isn't it? How are you read into everything these days? If a footballer yeah. is leaving or not <laughs> down to like what they post on Instagram, what they post on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll literally be substituted and they'll give like a little clap as they always do. They go, Oh, it's the way it's the way he clapped then. He's definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> played his last game in that shirt. We had a player on loan uh, a few years ago called Bright Enabakari, and he did a, an Instagram story just after he'd left us on loan. And it was like, not sure as to whether he was going to come back as a permanent or not. And he just did an Instagram story of like a picture of his family or something. And he had put two like blue love hearts. Mm. And the, the COV forum was going, Oh, he's chosen blue for the hearts. That means he's coming back. <laughs> and you're like, Come on, man. <laughs> you're reading a bit much into that. That's exactly what I mean. Is that these days? Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it's my one of my favorite things about like social media has brought out the worst in football fans, but it's also brought out the best sometimes. And I love it around sort of summer transfers, winter transfers, when all the fans turn detective about little things yeah. like that. 
yeah. <laughs> incredible it's same as like when you've got like a, a trialist on loan or it's like now they've got a trialist and he's sort of looking at the training photos that like, oh, looks a bit like him but, yeah i um, love so it yeah that's my midfield and then up front first one robbie Keane. he wasn't with us for very long no no and i never really saw him play properly but he's robbie Keane, so he's got to go in love and it first I... first player i ever remember kind of like idolizing when as i say i probably could have walked past him in the street and wouldn't have known who he was but i just as a kid just knew the name robbie Keane was our best player and that was it i I'll be honest with you, I completely forgot he was ever at Coventry City. Yeah, he, he, was only, he wasn't with us for very long, but we bought him from Wolves and then sold him to Inter Milan. And that was under Strachan, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Let's have a look. So he was, he was with you, yeah, it was the 99-2000 season. Because uh, he'd been quite, I remember him at Wolverhampton Wanderers when he was really mm. young because it was yeah. like, you know, they'd been promoted. Um, and I, I, I remember kind of the big fuss about him. And then obviously went to Coventry City, 31 appearances, 12 goals. Not bad, not bad for a youngster. T- tell you what though, those guys, if people listen to this, after listening to the podcast, YouTube, his goals at Cov, I, I would say 10 of those 12 were worldies. I mean, yeah, I'm no, I can't remember ever seeing him score for them, but well, I will certainly do that. I will certainly do that. He's yeah. a funny career, man, when you start looking at it. You know, he was obviously mainly known for his time at Leeds and Tottenham. And he had that spell at yeah. Liverpool, back to Tottenham, and then Celtic on loan, West Ham on loan, LA Galaxies. He spent a long time at LA Galaxies and Aston Villa. Um, yeah, straight strange yeah. really but yeah that's 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 fantastic end addition to your five-a-side team uh and then the, then the final one um again he's somebody that only commentary fans will probably know and i'm going to get absolutely pelters for this from my friends because he's someone that really splits opinion but he's a guy called maxime biamu and <laughs> he came to us from non-league and he was pretty rubbish, really. Um, and he took about, I think he took about, he was a striker and he took about 20 games before he got his first goal. And I think he only scored about 10 for us in total. But one of them was, well, they were all like either screamers from 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Overhead kick. One was in the playoff semi-final to get us to Wembley. And it's just like a real cult figure for some fans. And then some fans absolutely hated him because he got so much love despite being so shit. <laughs> it kind of, really sort of split the, the, the room, but I'm, I'm sticking him in there. I'm a, I'm a big hashtag B army. Love it. Where, where, um, where, what league were you playing at the time? So he came to us in league two and then moved with us to league one. And then he actually was with us for our first year in the championship. And to be fair, and um, most will argue with me with this, but I think he held his own in the championship. Um, <laughs> Although he left us and then hasn't really ever done anything since. So that's probably proof oh, in itself. Well, I love it. That is, that's a fantastic team as ever. It's my favourite section of the podcast. And that's why some classic names in there. Uh, and of course, Yagafa, Harvey Hawkins. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, mate, and talking all things Loved it. Uh Of Thank course, you. as ever, for taking part, you don't go away empty-handed. Uh, get to... I get to send you some tat. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Well, uh, I'll cut this if it's wrong. What year were you born? 
91. Oh, bollocks. I've fucked this up. No, actually, technically I haven't. Technically, I haven't fucked this up, right? 1991 season. Yeah, 1990, yeah. 1991 <laughs> season. I have not messed this up at all. Uh, oh, my God. I've got you a programme from the season. Shut you up. were born. The oh, football season. mate, I'm absolutely buzzing with that. Uh, I mean, you've got it. This is uh, Coventry City versus Hull from Wednesday, the 31st of October, 1990. Players in your team back then include the likes of Tony Dobson, David Speedy, Trevor, Trevor Peake. Trevor Ma- Peake, yeah. Uh, Michael Ginn, Cyril Regis. Yeah, yeah. You've got your you've got your man in goal. You've got your man Oggy. in goal. Of course you have, yeah. Come on, Evan McDonald as well. And, uh, you know, even the, uh, the opposition have got some names in there. David Hockaday. Uh, Neil yeah. Buckley, Stephen Doyle. Um, so I'll get this sent to you, and I've got another. Hey, that's, one. A, that's a lovely touch. I've got another program Thank here you. for you as well because I know you considered a bit, uh, a bit of a rivalry at this time. This is from two thousand six. This is a program, uh, Coventry City versus Leicester. Hey, um, and that I think that's Doyle on the front actually. Who that is my indeed. Team. There we go. That, that is, it's all worked out perfectly. In fact, I'm really hoping. If I've done it right, there might be a poster of Doyle in the middle. You can take him no. out, put him in your whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. So I'll get oh, those sent, sent over to you, my man. Uh, and thank you, honestly, so much for coming on. I'm glad we finally got around to having you on properly. In regards to stand-up, you, where can people come and find you? Uh, you normally gig wherever. Online, where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm on sort of Twitter and, and Instagram, that sort of thing. It's just Harv underscore Hawks. Um, and then in terms of um, coming to see me do stand-up, um, to be honest, my fee is the same, whether people are there or not, so it doesn't really matter. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> and what about the Harvey Hawkins comedy show? When, uh, yeah. in, so as we go later into the year, when what shows have you got coming up? Have you got anything booked in for that, yeah, or is it a bit advanced? Yeah, we've got a few. We've got... Um, Again, they're little villages. So COV fans listening will probably know the places, but they're sort of also common and, and Kenilworth is where we do them. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple coming up in July. Um, but again, as you pointed out, my the, the name of the clubs are very narcissistically called Harvey Hawkins Comedy.co.uk. <laughs> so, so it's all on there. <laughs> so Harvey Hawkins Comedy.co.uk. Find everything there to do with Harvey. But yes, uh, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I've really appreciated Good to chat to you. And hopefully we gig together soon as well, because it's been too long. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. And then um, now we've, we've got fans back in. Uh, you're welcome at the, uh, it's not called the Rico anymore, the CBS Arena when uh, when Cobb hosts Reading. We'll uh, have a beer beforehand. Thanks again to Harvey for coming on the podcast and do go and check out his stuff online. He's on Instagram and he's on TikTok. You can find him. He's got the same handle across both, which is harv underscore hawks underscore comedy. Um, And like him, you can follow us on social media. We've got the same handle across both things as well. Uh, We're on Twitter and we're on Instagram and you can find us at comtalkfootypod. That's at comtalkfootypod footy pod if you enjoyed the episode why not go and leave us a review on apple uh, or give us a star rating on spotify we would really appreciate it or at the very least if you enjoyed the episode why not tell a mate who you think might enjoy it too a huge thank you again to our sponsor for this episode we are cult.rocks your companion for all things cult 
Next week, our guest is Trevor Bickles, and he's talking about West Ham. Yes, finally, Hammers fans. I know it's what you've been waiting for. We finally have a West Ham episode, so do come and find us for that. Uh, Until then, saying see you next week. Cheers. At the end of the day, football, it's a funny old game, comedians talking about football, comedians talking about football, comedians talking about football. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.